People like People like games Episode 40 of People Like Games. I'm Solo. What's up? And I'm Lilo. And this is the best goddamn podcast in the gaming industry. If you ain't know, now you know. Now you know. There you go. Uh, We are changing up a few things for this episode. It being a little thing called E3. But... I'm going to let Lilo hit you with the talk after I (laughs) hit you all with the prologue, which the prologue being the plugs because it has to be plugged in at some point. So I don't know what to say. Something clever with that. Might as well get it over. (laughs) Exactly. Rip the bandaid off. Rip the bandaid. Rip the bandaid. And beginning with, you can find us on Twitter at people like games. The handle is simple enough. You can find Senor Lilo over at at PLG Lilo or yes at PLG Lilo. At Lilo PLG. At Lilo PLG. Excuse my language. And you can find me at dot PLG solo. Follow all three. Say what's up. We're going to be doing a very interactive segment coming up next week or probably the week after because next week is going to be another special episode which what's up what's up what's up what's up so, it's someone's so, birthday and solo 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 that being me 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 and apparently it's my turn to be interviewed if you don't remember in april when it was uh we birthday we did a little one for him but anyway before i ramble on any further you can find us over on or you can find the show rather on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, this, that, the other, and soon to be Spotify, mm-hmm. and soon to be YouTube as well. So, And get ready for, if you're a Reddit user, the P- People Like Games subreddit, which is going to be it's launching. It's going to be more active. Be far more active in the coming weeks with a couple of cool things. But now, Lilo... Hit him with the talk. There we go. All right. Uh, in case you're wondering what the talk is, sauce, the sauce, talk sauce. is the table of contents, baby. Sauce, it is the sauce. sauce. It is the table of contents. And normally what we have going on in the show is that we do four segments for you. And those are interchangeable with some other segments we have, but it's mainly for quick scope. Okay. Where we give you a quick scope of the industry and what we think is the most important news for that particular week. We follow it up with the rumor mill. Okay. The rumor mill is just, Hey, things we might've heard, things people might've posted on random websites like 4chan. And we don't know if the credibility behind them, but fun to talk about. We follow it up with a game spotlight that I like to do, give you a shout out of a game that uh, we see on the horizon or have already passed and, you know, we think that you should check out. And then we wrap that shit up with the final lap. And the final lap is where we close it out, we pick a topic of our choice that we want to discuss further, and that's great and all. However, like Solo said, this week is all about E3. And if you don't know what E3 is, it is the best time of year for gamers aside from 
Q4 <laughs> when all the games have to be released because companies are trying to make some money. So uh, E3 is the gaming conventions where every major publisher of video games talks about everything that's going on in the industry, everything that they're doing for the upcoming year, trying to get backers behind them, trying to please their board of directors and trying to please the fans, us, people who like games. So E3 being this week, you had some shit going on this past weekend. So what we're going to do, we're going to structure this episode in a way that follows directly all of those publishers as they went down the line and essentially talked about their shit. So first up is going to be EA Play and our response to that. Then uh, Microsoft will be up next, followed by Bethesda Games. That comes up, or that follow, that is followed by Square Enix, then Ubisoft, then Sony, and finally Nintendo. So what Sol and I are going to be doing is essentially giving the game highlights, the things that are most important that they released, and just sort of react to it, react yeah. to the news because there's just so much, so, so much shit going down. Really, the major thing here is that last week when we were planning out our episodes, because. Yes, we do plan out things. We are very professional. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we were wondering about how difficult or how to set up a structure in that if we were going to release an episode on Wednesday, how that would affect the fact that E3 was going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But apparently that is an arbitrary date because they are ready, for lack of a better term, exposed everything that was going yep. to be... Uh, I guess worth hyping. I guess today you could argue was the only day that would objectively fall under the banner of E3 official conventions. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> as we per the website, today is the official first day. Exactly. So. But as we uh, you know realize or or notice, which is they'll show us probably hopefully more and wider access to gameplay and demos, so mm-hmm. that we get more of a feel. Because and this was something we'll discuss. I don't know. I thought it was sort of meh as overall as an E3, but we'll get into that. But first, uh, let's let's get into the real show. So, we yeah. will introduce All us right. in. There's going to be a lot of talk by me, followed by a lot of reaction by Solo. But get wait. used to it because it's coming at you. You hear that? Lilo has been annexed no because. I am going with the no scope right now oh, and <laughs> taking over quick scope because yeah. I wanted to do a story that I thought was very interesting and it has nothing to do with anything that happened at E3 but you know when it comes to that Chinese gaming market we are quite interested because that's where that goes at. and so that being the case um, if you have not heard yet Valve is going to be launching Steam China uh, in the coming months, and it will be working with the company uh, Perfect World. The company has already been working with Valve since 2012 and operating Dota 2 and Counter-Strike Go over in the region, but to actually implement a marketplace like Steam in the country uh, has not fully or a Chinese version of it hasn't been fully done. I don't know if 
uh, you guys uh, remember, but a couple of months ago, China had actually taken a step towards blocking all of the chatting and networking uh, portions of Steam in China, but they allowed it to continue uh, buying and selling games. I think that makes sense because you know it's more censorship than it is uh, the actual capitalism portion of it. But regardless, uh, the reason it's interesting is that, uh, and this actually goes with something we had mentioned last week, which was that NetEase, another Chinese company, had put in a hundred million dollars into Bungie to buy a minority stake, and for Perfect World, the Chinese company working with Steam, it shows that now. Tencent's not the only player in the Chinese market, and it's an expanding one, and if we've kept our eye on Tencent, a new challenger arrives, which, (laughs) goddamn me for not having that, so because I don't have that for you, you guys instead get it's time to duel, but regardless, but regardless, it's super interesting, because for your country to be, or for your game to be able to have the ability to ability to be released in China, you have to partner with a company out there, and it's interesting to see a proliferation of those companies, and we'll be following them, and that was important enough for me to have to jump in and pause E3 to be like, I, but E3 is a small portion of that. But now, because Lilo is our resident gamosaur, uh, he is going to be leading said discussion on E3. So, Lilo, take the mic. Oh, thank God. Sorry you guys had to go through that. I don't know. It is important. I don't know if he knows because, yes, thank you, Kevin, because (laughs) I am sort of a big deal. Guess what? Now we're getting to the bigger deal, and that is what the fans want to know, and it's all about E3, baby. So let's start off this past weekend. That's true. Let's go with with our pains. It's our pains about the shit, but... You're going to get them. That's going to be great. On Saturday, June 9th, the first starter of pre-E3 is what I'm going to call it because I have no other way to describe it. It's not even officially E3 if you go on the website. Pre-3. It's pre-E3. Pre-3. Uh, hey, that's, yeah, that's probably stupid. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Pre-3. EA Play, or rather EA, had their presentation called EA Play, and they released some news for the people. First and foremost, I think, Solo, you heard about this. The CEO, that motherfucker, what did he say? Essentially, he said, guess what? No loot boxes, we hear you. Yeah. <laughs> we hear the you. The CEO, Andrew <laughs> was forced to apologize numerous times, and it's really interesting to see how that case study ended up working out because, as we had noted, inevitably, it didn't affect their stock that much, but at right. the same time, right. for games like Battlefield and... Uh, I forget which the other one, Rage 2, to come out and specifically state that, hey, we're not going to be having loot boxes in our game. That's like, hey, we're not EA, so sorry. You can like us more. You have a reason to like us. but Everyone used them as a scapegoat, that's for sure. So that's the first thing they addressed. They essentially tried to go off the elephant in the room, which I think was an incredibly smart move, but also the only thing they could have done to save face Mm -hmm. because they fucked up. They fucked up big. Agreed. So Uh, at E3, good call. So now that that being aside, I thought, uh, I mean, OK, so let, let's get into some of the games they previewed. So, I mean, 
Yeah, name a couple. Name a couple for me. Uh, I gotcha. Uh, they gave you some information about Battlefield Five, which we knew and we covered a couple weeks back. They officially included the Battle Royale mode, which is coming out. That's cool. There is Command and Conquer. It's a mobile game that's going to be coming out for your phone. And as a fan of Command and Conquer, I think it's going to be cool. Everything's being pushed to mobile. I second it's that. It's going to be a takeover. I'll right? see how it lays out on mobile. Continue. Yeah, they announced a uh, an EA Origin Access premiere stream. That Not is something sure. that I am very, very interested in. And okay. basically, it is going to be access to a wider array of... It's like a tiered membership. So you're going to be able to get access to something like Madden 19 to download the day of and to play. And so That's they basically so... are going to be moving, which we've been saying. So if you go to, I think, episode five of this show, Solo recommends that uh, streaming is the future, uh, even beginning from episode one where we talk about cloud gaming. So if you see that major curve, just go back to episode one to see how far ahead we are of people. But that's not here nor there. All right. That's everywhere. Um, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> but no, really. Get out of here. Get out of here. We got a no, long no, no, way no, to no. go. Seriously, uh, it's interesting to see them doubling down on the subscription model. It's going to show that uh, their sports games, FIFA, Madden, NBA Live, are going to end up being inevitably a monthly subscription uh, product, either through the games individually or through an EA uh, sports you know, Origins Access premier quote unquote type right. business model. That's a huge development and it has huge ripple effects. But regardless, it does. Uh, that's it's fucking that's, awful, that's about it. It's e- terrible for games. EA didn't really release anything that was like wildly, Oof. you know, new or unexpected. They basically. Whoa, 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 whoa. There was one thing that was completely unexpected. Which was. And that is motherfucking Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. They announced that they were going to release this Star Wars game, and it's going to be created by this Respawn Entertainment. In case you don't know what Respawn is, they made the Titanfall games. And I'm a huge fucking fan of Titanfall games. They know how to make gameplay, they know how to make it smooth, they know how to make it interactive and fun. They're making a Star Wars fucking game. That's incredible. So that was huge by EA, and that's a cool announcement that I was actually surprised and hyped about. So um, the other thing that they released, sorry, was Unravel 2 for indie fans, indie gaming fans. In case you didn't know, Unravel was a game that came out, and it came out two years ago, I think, or three years ago. It debuted at E3. What you got going on back there, buddy? No, I was just reading the uh, a little bit about (laughs) the Fallen. fallen, uh, Okay. Order. Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, that, and that was did, the biggest I, I thing. I forgot that, that Respawn made Titanfall. And even though Titanfall 1 was a little buggy, Titanfall 2 was really good and got sort of screwed over by a bad release window. Exactly. Yeah. They got sandwiched. Yeah. You got sandwiched between Battlefield and other things. Like, I which remember developers that. learned a lesson about, which we're going to touch on as well with these release dates. I hear you. Shout out so to overall... You were saying you just didn't like EA, and I think I'm in agreement. I don't think it started off the weekend on a meh note, but yeah. Um, I mean, Anthem Anthem showed some promise. You know, people uh, that dude, played the, the demo, was so yeah, sweet. It, it looks beautiful. Gameplay it looks so like sweet. you know, but uh, Mass Effect with with jetpacks and a little bit it of a Destiny open world like, field. I think yeah. it's going to eat up Destiny's player base. So Bungie might as well start working on a new. Uh, shooter new game overall because if anthem can deliver on what it is vaguely promising and it can build the sort of thing open world first person shooter experience the that open kind of same world shit. shooter mmo experience that destiny had promised i think 
that would be pretty crazy because I hear you. You know, need a trendsetter. If anyone could do that, it. Those Bioware. are the two biggest things. The yeah. two di- two definite biggest things were Anthem and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because those one was a surprise, the other one had so much hype behind it, and in my opinion, delivered in terms of gameplay and shit like that. So yeah, but we didn't see Fallen EA. Order gameplay, just vids, just vids, no, because just vids. that will be a complaint I have, which was that there was a whole lot of uh, cinematic trailers, but there was. You know, in, in terms of a lot of gameplay showing for Microsoft as a whole, for a lot of their bigger games, it wasn't there. So, <laughs> hey man, that's what E3's about. That was just the press conference trying mm, to get people hyped. Mm. This is just E3. So, so, you think uh, you're getting, uh, we'll, we'll touch on it when we get to it. So, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, let's yeah. just roll that right into uh, the next one that came up on Sunday, which was 610. Microsoft had their own press conference in which they debuted a shit ton of things okay they 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 debuted uh, a lot of things um you could tell so now i'm gonna talk about this at the end really um but the idea is that microsoft definitely went balls to the wall because they knew this is a big e3 this is a big deal and i think they debuted something like 50 plus either world premieres or exclusives for them it's a combination of the two but they debuted all this stuff to be the first conference to show half these games so i'm gonna rattle off some names if solo wants to chime in and cut me off at any point to talk about it great but these games that i'm gonna talk about before i get to the games i actually care about are they debuted captain spirit which is a Square Enix game that we'll talk about in a little bit. They debuted Battletoads. Yeah, nostalgia factor. Uh, yes, yeah, Cuphead. Uh, if you all recall earlier episodes, I bought the game in physical form, which, whoops, I actually didn't kick the mic. All right, I, I'm going to say kudos to you, but did you notice that the DLC is called The Last, or rather, The Delicious Last Course? Do you know what Delicious Last Course stands for? I DLC, actually. baby. DLC. Ooh. You get it? You see what they did there? It's it's pretty funny. Pretty cool. Pretty cool move by them. Always two steps Uh, ahead. Microsoft also debuted Crackdown 3 and showed some gameplay from that. Uh, They had the biggest reveal, arguably the biggest reveal for them, Cyberpunk 2077. I don't have too many details on that, to be honest, because I was not a fan of the first game. I didn't even know about the first game. So we need to cover that more extensively, maybe in the next week follow up to E3, because they're going to be showing some things that's going on. But that's how they end the show. Uh, Devil May Cry is making a comeback with Devil May Cry 5. Coming back is also The Division 2. That's going to be cool for those fans, and we have plenty of friends that have played The Division a shit ton. It's uh, incredible. It's now based in New York City, and you'll be rolling around there doing some crazy things. There's Forza Horizon 4, as well as Gears of War 5, Gears Pop, and Gears Tactics. That's three separate games for the fucking Gears genre that is coming out. Insane. Not really sure what's going on there. Gears Tactics is an XCOM game for your mobile phone. Gears Pop is also for your mobile phone, but is definitely kidified and then gears of war 5 is just the next okay. entry into their their game uh just cause 4 pause. if you don't know what just cause is pause what there what? was a third game a fifth game a second game a fourth game a fifth game and a fourth game not a single goddamn new ip announced but continue okay fair enough fair enough i hear you uh, wait what was halo's name 
infinite. Oh my god, they're never gonna let these go. But continue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get there. There's Metro Exodus, which is a new IP. So that's just kind of funny that you say that. I was getting to it next, man. You jumped the gun. Metro Exodus is coming out, new IP. Uh, Ori and the Will of Wisps is coming out, which is a sequel. PUBG is getting a new map specifically <laughs> on the Xbox console. <laughs> yeah, right? PUBG's getting a new map specifically there. Uh, sea of Thieves has two DLCs coming out, and I think that's actually pretty cool. They look actually pretty sweet. That's telling Solo we need to get in on that because as much as we hate on it and we don't think it's successful, we haven't actually given it a try, so I think we need to do that. And arguably and the biggest thing I think me not Xbox. playing it already makes it inaccessible because if it was accessible, I'd be like, I want to access this, but I don't. So, ooh. It is accessible. Burn. You just don't play Suck games. What are you talking about? Right. Says the guy you, you who's wait, you 15% done with God of War. Yeah, I was going to say, you <laughs> work on that God of War game. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it is. Slowly but surely. Uh, things that I know Solo will find interesting is that Xbox Game Pass is getting updates and they've got some highlights in the show themselves. Actually, tell them what's in what? it first and then I'm going to pause. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, easy there. We didn't even talk about it. Xbox Game Pass is essentially getting new games that are I guess kind of old but were AAA titles when they came out at the time last year and the year before you got The Division coming out you got Fallout 4 coming out and Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel all pause. coming out for Game Pass so Whoa. the reason I say pause is because that is a major one so that's why I'm just going to keep jumping in like that so pause on 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 the topic not on you talking so, so we're going to go with the topic on this so pause on this topic and so on Xbox Game Pass, I think this was a natural outgrowth. I thought this was something we had sort of spoken about, which is that Xbox exclusive titles, which maybe they'll have a few more because, uh, as we did not actually mention to you just yet, we, we uh, Microsoft ended up acquiring and announcing five, six studios. Well, I was waiting for you to get in there. They got five. They, they picked five up five new, new studios. studios. Uh, but nothing, nothing major. I thought they would make a, a major play for an established franchise, but dude, nothing major. Like those are five of the best indie game studios out there. They got what they have like twelve now to their name. Oh yeah, and, and I don't discredit the indie developers, like, but simultaneously, people are fiending for a AAA title from them, not a larger indie market. So to that degree, I, I, I'm very happy for indie developers. I would, I'm excited for the games they're going to come out with, but. You know, when you're standing next to Sony, who will get into release that, you know, you know, when, what Sony is dropping, what Nintendo is dropping, and you look at what Microsoft is showing, one, I don't think uh, some of their best games, one, weren't even, uh, we'll get into that towards our end of right. our review, but uh, the Game Pass in particular, there needed to be a natural outgrowth of the games they had because they have a limited uh, titles that they can or new big titles that they can keep pushing up the idea that they can add in games that are like a year old so like in a couple of months you'll end up seeing something like uh monster hunter world go up on game pass even though it's a third-party studio microsoft will end up working out deals with them the same way netflix did for content from uh movie and television studios so that's something to keep an eye right. out who can the who can microsoft partner with to bring on games there's already a certain set of games that they can't bring on being the ea owned ones so that also already creates its own competitor right. it's like when disney rolls out and the ubisoft it's ones. like when disney rolls out of uh netflix next year and launches their own it's sort of what origins premiere is versus the Xbox Pass, so that's why I thought it was interesting noting both of those, uh, even from last gotcha. one. But now, continue on. 
As you were. Uh, as you were, sir. As you were, sir. Yeah, so Xbox obviously is making some moves, but one of the cool things for a nerd like me that they debuted and talked about for a little bit was the fact that with the Xbox Game Pass, you're actually streaming these games, okay? So you, they don't necessarily come preloaded under your console. I, I'm not entirely sure. If it you, d- you definitely download part of it. The question is, how much of the game do you download? Anyway, the idea is they're introducing a new feature called Fast Start. And this Fast Start feature is that they're making games load quicker. Why? Because there are certain parts of games that can be rendered in real time and quicker. Other games need to be stored up in cache and built and developed. So what Sony, sorry, what Microsoft is utilizing is they're essentially utilizing their technology in-house to analyze games and see what they can pre-render and load so that the game can be played quicker on your console and can be streamed. That's a really cool feature, something that a lot of people will take for granted. It's it's sort of, it'll be... Sort of what Android did with the gaming downloads, <laughs> instant downloads. Uh, I'm not sure what you Remember mean by instant downloads. Gl- it's, it's like preloading things. It's, it's yeah. independent and in the background <laughs> of... For gamers, if that makes sense, you know what I mean. You won't notice it, but you appreciate it. To the cloud. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, like, if you're connected to the cloud, yeah. But it's sort of the way when Xbox came out and Xbox One started up its new thing. It was like, hey, if you buy the game now, it'll be preloaded on your Xbox so that you can play it exactly at midnight. That's a feature that was never there before, but people were like, you want this convenience factor, this thing that's an intangible that overall makes the aesthetic better and that's what microsoft is trying to push so i think it's really cool now let's get to the games that i actually care about that microsoft debuted and i think solo you might not care about some of these but other ones you will first one being they announced the dying light sequel it's another sequel yes but dying light was an incredible game and i think that game had one of the best free form running free running types of games out in the world other than mirror's edge mirror's edge was incredible I but never, dying light i beat the game it's a zombie a game that you play at light it was it was awesome never you should check it out um i've heard of mirror's second edge, one though. that we both would like jump force man jump force jump talk force about jump force a very interesting question which uh it, it was so firstly it was just a combination of all these anime characters it's like they took the shonen jump like history of top Animes right. and just threw them together into a open world fighter, which should be really cool. The graphics which look really fun, and it crazy. looks playable already. Which I was like, "All right, this is just a visual, and we'll get gameplay." Looks good. Right. I hope it's amazing because you know, even though I haven't bought Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I do will likely get Jump Force just because like Luffy. Dude, Luffy. it's got your favorite characters: yeah. Naruto, Luffy from One Piece, and then you also got fucking Goku. Of course Goku. you got Goku. Of course but you got like, Goku. Those three time. characters are fighting Frieza in the trailer, and I was like, I was so taken aback. I was that, yeah. when that debuted. I was like, what is happening? But what is going on right now? The question uh, is, and what we find out afterwards is that it's multi-platform, so it's on multiple consoles. But yeah. how did Microsoft? And this will be something you'll find on our subreddit and will actually be the uh, little a little teaser uh, will be the inaugural question for the PLG subreddit and that is f- if a game is going to be released on multiple platforms and consoles which uh, console is or which console has the right I guess would be the proper way to phrase it to air the mm-hmm. trailer during one of these like say E3 events or at a trade show so for all intents and purposes, if you didn't know better, you would think that, oh, Xbox made Jump Force and it's going to be out on 
Xbox and Xbox because Microsoft needed yeah. such like a banger for their entire E3 show did they have to like pay the studio for the rights to do this instead of Sony or was it that it was initially a game being produced by Xbox and then they made a separate deal to distribute through PlayStation as well we're going to find out right. we're going to start answering some of these more interesting angle questions but we don't have an answer for you just yet and it is totally unrelated to the next thing which I am going to jump in and announce because I <laughs> had announced this as my most anticipated Microsoft game. I think we both did because mm-hmm. what else was there? Because <laughs> yeah. Halo Infinite, which I wish they would have just called it Halo 6 to be frankly honest, but... Dude, I think they're going back in time. That's the idea. I can't wait I think for the sequel Halo Infinite X. <laughs> Stupid right, Xbox like One. Infinity times um, two. But apparently Microsoft doesn't really have a whole lot of... Uh, wonderful team namers so you named your most recent halo game after oh wait there's no infinite version of an xbox i always thought there was no oh, well 360 and then the one yeah infinite oh bioshock there you go yeah, that's exactly. what you're, you're that's always what thinking about bioshock. bioshock it's stuck in my head but um yeah mm-hmm. i obviously it's my second i saw that word i was like nah 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 that word's taken that word's taken my friend you gotta use a new word but so what'd you think what'd you think we didn't get too much about it that's it i think that's it huh? that, we didn't There's get anything literally about it. A tease. Like, that was like so. a little two minute teaser that everyone knew was coming out if they had showed anything more than that i would have been like yo halo 6 is coming out there's actually palpable excitement but to show me a one minute and 30 second cut screen that shows me master chief's helmet i'm like okay well everyone knows you're coming out with the game so how long um when do you think it's gonna be released let's do a a prior guess fall 2019 2019 fall fall 2019 I think it's gonna be 2020. I think yeah. it's two years out. Fall, fall 2019 or or uh, winter 2020, winter spring 2020, because fucking Still Kingdom Q4. Hearts, which we're going to touch on, uh, oh. a uh, little disappointing because we had been pretty certain here the game would be coming out in November, but it looks like Dude. Kingdom Hearts got cold feet and wanted to duck that smoke from Red Dead, like a majority of other developers and studios because dude, Red Dead is literally scaring other games into moving their game up months so from November because what is it comes out in October doesn't it Red Dead yeah Red Dead comes out in October so if that's coming out in October and then you have your game coming out in the beginning of November you're getting washed and you don't want to get washed by Red Dead you don't people don't know what Red Dead's going to be so they're waiting to see and so to push it back to the end of January I get it I mean, I'm, I plan to buy team, the collector's the studio, edition so. and all that shit anyway. So this is basically irrelevant complaining. We've waited this long. We waited it doesn't this long. So it doesn't fucking matter. But I feel like someone who's now that it's real and coming up, I'm becoming ungrateful and being like, yeah, obviously you're fucking here. Like, yeah, about <laughs> right, fucking right. time though, right? But like, I want it. I want it right now. If they were like tomorrow to be like, actually, it's one more year. I'd be like, no, I was kidding, man. I was kidding. January's all right. <laughs> you could stay. I want it. Oh, give it to me. Okay. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you on that one. So Microsoft funny. was able to do that, which is interesting. And this goes into Microsoft definitely had to pay Square Enix for that fucking right to debut the brand new trailer that show off they showed off Elsa right Microsoft dude Kingdom Hearts is is a Sony game for all intents and purposes Square Enix is a Sony company for all intents and purposes even though it's cross platform I guess I don't know 
I wonder how they decide. I wonder money. how they decide slots too. Who, what company gets what day? But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, take a, take us on to the uh, the next one, Sean. Uh, uh, to the next uh, the next <laughs> shit that we gotta cover. The next shit we gotta cover. Fair enough. Sorry, yeah, I was, so I was reading I... something and I and I kept like trying to read it while talking. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Get I that gotcha. going. All right, last game that I care about for Microsoft that I think Solo might care about, maybe not. Was it's called Seiko Shadows of. Shadows die twice. Okay, it's called Seiko Shadows Die Twice. Biggest thing, it's the same creators that made Dark Souls. And Dark Souls is coming out on Switch, and I we did a game spotlight on it a couple weeks back. Dude, I'm so pumped. From Software, that is the name of the company, yes, is developing this game, and it looks kind of like a Dark Souls game, but based in Samurai World. We're getting more into the Samurai thing, because apparently that's a hot topic right now. But, uh, Tenchu, yeah, Tenchu, Tenchu. That's a game we forward to. Shinobi, yeah, Shinobi, Shinobi, Shinobi. People yeah. thought it was Tenchu, but it's not, motherfucker. Yeah. So... All right, that that wraps up Microsoft. We'll talk more about Microsoft at the end with our final lap. Now let's move on to the next thing because we're definitely running behind. However, it is Bethesda Games, okay? And Bethesda Games has some interesting things coming out, things that I want to talk to you about. First one is Doom, the new Doom, guess what? Sequel, motherfucker, it's called Doom Eternal because they can't use Doom 2 because there's already a Doom 2, which is really weird to think about, but because they rebooted the franchise, new name, Doom Eternal, coming out. Elder Scroll Blades, okay, Bethesda is the studio that made Elder Scrolls and all of, you know, Skyrim, Morrowind, uh, Oblivion, all that stuff, but they're coming out with a mobile game called Elder Scroll Blades, and it's a mobile platform RPG. You're going to be able to swipe around and do some cool things with it. We're going to see how that works because it's also coming out on other consoles, but whatever the case is, that's... It's coming out soon. Check it out. It's going to be free. That's the biggest thing, I think. It's going to be free. Next is Elder Scroll Legends, which is a digital card game. That card game has been released on PC, but is now coming out to Switch, Xbox, and PS4. Moving on, we got an Elder Scroll 6 tease. We don't have much to talk about because they did it because everyone wanted it. They have several games literally in the docket for them to be created in the future. However, they knew that the public was fiending for the next game since Skyrim, since they've rebooted fucking Skyrim 17 billion times that people were just sick of it. So they had to do something. They released like a minute trailer of just the background, letting you know that yes, it is on their docket. They're doing it to appease you and that's fine. There's new Prey DLC coming out. It's called Prey and it's the fucking DLC in case you no, played Prey. Right. I don't really care. What else so, do they got? Exactly. They showed right. they showed up. They showed uh Rage 2. Uh I yeah, mean that I got leaked Rage before 2. the show, but which we knew, yeah, which we so knew. not really a big deal. But the gameplay does look incredible, and the nah. gameplay demos are are really smooth. Like yeah. the game, I don't know. They do shooters well, and it's gonna be cool to see. I want to know how it's different than fucking Fallout or some get, shit like that. Which, you know? I mean, Fallout seventy six was obviously the big thing there. I do want right, to. Right, I do want to get back. I've never played any of the Fallout's, if I'm gonna be honest, and that is a series okay. I want to get into. You don't know what you're missing. Have you played? Don't them? know what you're missing. Yeah, yeah, played all of them. Okay, well, which one? No, that's I, not true. Are they, since are they all chronological? Do I have to play like one, two, three, uh, four? They, they bounce around in the storyline, so it's it's all about post-apocalyptic world because that's the theme fucking in video games for some reason. But yeah, it's different vaults, and the idea is that society created these vaults, knowing post-apocalyptic world was going to happen. So they created vaults in the ground, and they had them all over the United States of America. And you follow the storylines of certain people, and when they come out from those vaults, so it's a radioactive wasteland and mainland. So the unconnected games that go up. across the same sort of like, or are the stories the interconnected? World. It's the same world. Not nah, some of them are interconnected, like Vegas and New Vegas and all that shit were interconnected. Other ones are not. There are things that definitely apply, but overall, I mean, 
Fallout. What Fallout has game should I or huge a listener fans. who has never played start with? Uh, I would just start with four. I, I don't think it really matters too much. Like as you move on, the integration changes and like capabilities are better. Four is the most related to, to the newest one, I guess, would be seventy six. You can do some cool things, but yeah, I would start with Fallout Four. Um, ah, dude. Fallout 76 was definitely the biggest reveal by Bethesda thus far. We we knew about it. We knew it was coming out. They released the, the uh, what was it, on Twitter. They released the poster saying, like, stand by, please stand by. And then a couple days before their press conference, they announced that they were doing Fallout 76. So a couple features that I want to highlight that they mentioned in the show. Fallout 76 is going to be the first Fallout game that is multiplayer-based. It is always online or at least it has an online focus you can play solo if you want to but the idea is that you could be able to play the fallout games you love with your friends and that is incredible it's released or is going to be released on november 14th of this year in 2018 it's bringing back the same building mechanics that you had from fallout 4 which is why i say starting with fallout 4 probably the best for the newest games coming out because it seems like you can build with your friends a new world and homes and you can protect your homes from getting attacked by real world events and then you go around and every person you interact is a real person in the world every person you go around and interact with is a real person in the world sorry Fun thing, fun fact, the collector's edition comes with a fully functional T-51 power armor helmet that you can use um, to just put on and turn on and actually see stuff through it, which is pretty sweet. And then finally, the game, one of the funnest things in Fallout is to just sort of recklessly get super-powered weapons and kill everybody. So in the game, there are stashes. They've they've said that there are stashes of nuclear weapons all around, and... uh, these nuclear weapons are able to uh, be used by you against anybody else in the world. And that's fucking incredible. So Fallout 76 coming out there. Yeah. Look for it November and 14th. Eventually check out one of the earlier games. I'm going to check out four. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, now on to a little bit of uh, Square Enix, which was... The worst. worst one. It was in definitely the worst. Our opinions. That was a mutually agreed upon one. So, spoiler alert: when we answer later on our biggest disappointment, it'll be Square Enix. I don't know what I really expected from them in the first place. I guess Just Cause Four is pretty cool uh, to be coming out. Just Cause's are pretty fun games as a whole, but another yeah. Tomb Raider. Eh. And to see Final Fantasy crossover with Monster Hunters, I guess that's cool. But why don't you just announce what everyone wants, which is a potential release window for the seven Final Fantasy seven remake. I want to say Still something. No details. Uh, never. Never. I want to say something about Kingdom Hearts three, but technically you could say that Microsoft stole their thunder by releasing it two days before and mm-hmm. showing the video. Uh, it's cool to have an official date, but Leo thus far believes what he's seeing is a, a bit lackluster in terms of what we've been waiting for. But like we said, yeah, for sure, um, we could just be getting ungrateful as it's getting closer and you know pushing itself a little back. We, want the we just want the game, game, I think, at this point. And so we're just we want the motherfucking game. Just give it, just give it to us. Just, just come on, come on, just, just give it to us. But no, <sighs> Dude, really, we're um, 
fiending hard. Lilo is going to put up a link over on the People Like Games uh, Twitter tomorrow as well, showing you a little website that will allow you. I think it's a YouTube link that will let you watch uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 uh, HD remixes, so you can just watch the story if you are unfamiliar. The full storyline. No game, like, it's not gameplay because you don't watch someone play. They took the fucking main story and they just cut it all together from every game yeah, that so has ever been put, released. We're going to put that up for you. Uh, and uh, so be, be, be on the lookout tomorrow for after the episode comes out. But that's yeah. about it. So as you can tell, Square Enix doesn't have a whole lot. Uh, I thought the Captain Spirit thing, the Adventures of, I hope they make it a larger game. Dude, well, actually, I was going to say Shadow of the Tomb Raider is actually, I mean, for people who are excited about Tomb Raider and the fact that it's the trilogy, I mean... Final Make game, some doing new some crazy goddamn shit. IPs. Dude, she doesn't die. She, I know, but game. give me, give me Laura Croft's fucking sister at the minimum. Give me someone new. <laughs> Expand the number of original female characters that are being offered. Which actually, we didn't. We, we actually are going to speak of a little bit, and actually did not mention when we brought up Resident with uh, Gears of War. Uh, is actually going to have right. a female protagonist. Female protagonist, which there is pretty go. awesome. Battlefield Five. If you remember, we talked about women on the cover. Which, wow, I can't female believe. Protagonist. Which, we're, 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 a little, we're a little upset over here because you know. Yeah. Right. We're upset that you're fucking upset exactly. about having a so, female in the game in World War Two. And now yeah. moving on to what was one of the highlights of the uh, E3's week, but also simultaneously the stupidest fucking potential layout that I think I've uh, ever seen in my life for. Where are you going with this? the original place i just preferred the uh the sound effect of the one now we're moving on to sony but okay yeah all right i wasn't sure where you were fucking going Sony. but interesting that one that's also because actually i appreciated this ubisoft so we're gonna get back to ubisoft after we talk sony because <laughs> okay. i already built that shit up. <laughs> all right good good all right uh in case you're wondering sony uh, the two games that you really fucking care about uh that are coming out last of us confirmed trailer epic spider-man obviously you knew about but they released some more gameplay game you might not care about but has definitely been hyped a shit ton death stranding fucking weird as hell that trailer if you haven't seen it go check it out you got some babies moving around doing some weird shit in a womb you got this dude carrying dead bodies about it and if you guys uh and girls are if you people are not familiar you people sounds worse than you guys and girls you people that's true because you people (laughs) what do you mean you people what do you mean you you people uh (laughs) shout out to tropic thunder one of the funniest comedies of all time but Oh, my God. Hideo Kojima is the creator of Metal Gear Solid. He basically is just pulling out of his own ass, which is, I think, the metaphor for all of this, which there probably is no game, and that's why there's so many asses and things coming. I just can't wait to see, like, what it's it going to be is. crazy. It looks ridiculous. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Like, it, it's so disjointed that you have no idea what the story is, I mean, but we'll it's going to be crazy. Uh, I thought the Resident Evil 2 remake was, was pretty cool. I thought that got people pretty hyped, which is, you know, it's, yeah, it's an all-time. Yeah, that's true. Bring it back. And that's a good idea, mm-hmm. so, you know, hopefully more classics like that can get, like, the secret remake drops. Uh, 
Right. You know, so as we said, Spider-Man looked amazing. Every video, gameplay trailer, etc. It's a bus buy. Dude. It's going to be a console seller. It is everything <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Uh, it could have... Aspired to be with better graphics. It, it, it's, it, it's New Age Spider-Man 2 is the best way. Because Spider-Man yeah. 2 is the technical yeah, yeah, limitations. Yeah. Naughty Dog, the co- exact company, or Insomniac, excuse me. Uh, Insomniac, yeah. Uh, Insomniac, the exact company you would want working on a game like this. Uh, Sunset I'm Overdrive, excited. they got movement down. It's going to be so I'm excited good. for it. The, the gameplay is unreal. Last of Us looks I cool. watched every video, man. And the, uh, as we were mentioning earlier, too, The Last of Us 2 has lesbian characters as well. So the mm-hmm. LGBT and women's sort of movement in gaming is sort of finding its way to a couple of these AAA titles. And... Uh, Though All Ellie's for the fucking, fucking better monster. because she's a murderer. Yeah. Though. <laughs> so it's Ellen epic. Page, you though, wasn't scene. it? Like it was Ellen Page, but I, I think they got a different actress oh, now. Either no. way, the, the actress like it's amazing what they're doing, but that trailer is gruesome. You guys should gruesome. check it out. It's fucking yeah. sweet. It, Seriously, it's, it's all the right vibes. The that, final thing I'd say that Sony did, I just want to like let you know, is that for any fan of Rick and Morty, guess what? That motherfucker is making his own game, and it's Trover Saves the Universe. So be on the lookout oh, for that. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty much I all I got. One. It looked alright. Yeah. A little bit too much. Uh, I, I just don't think I'm uh, smart enough to understand that humor. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Listen to right. J. Cole, oh, though. Ha, ha, Super double. You want to do quick highlights of uh, Ubisoft? Which, again, surprise, surprise, will give you zero original titles. But we'll give you. Well, that's not true. One. one. There is one that I want to talk about. Okay. Let's go through it. Let's go through it quick. Uh, you got Assassin's Creed Odyssey. No surprise. We already talked about that. Which we, we have did Beyond not mention. Good and, Evil. and one a trace. Oh. Here's a side of these nuts. Just kidding. I love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> the fact that they are moving back into a one-year release cycle, which they had gotten out of when it was coming to Assassin's Creed Origins. And the actual president of Ubisoft actually mentioned that this wasn't going to be an example of them not taking the lesson from the two-year release window and how it benefited them. I guess they just had a whole bunch of the actual stuff made already and enough of it with the technology from Assassin's Creed Origins uh, gave them the ability to sort of release a game in a smaller window than they necessarily would have, which, you know, I'm not going to argue the logic, but I'm curious to see what the results are. Uh, It's the first game. What's the the progression, really? Uh, You had mentioned it before, what can you do in the game the first time? Oh, First game in the series that allows you to pick a male or female protagonist from the beginning. So you can play male or female Which assassin right from the get-go cool. throughout the whole game. Which is pretty exactly. sweet. Um, uh, and see, right. I'm, uh, uh, what else did they? What else did they have? So give me some more, uh, more of these original titles, Lilo. Feed me. Yeah, the crew too. Whoa! So Uh-oh. that's uh, pretty exciting. It's a racing game. In case you're wondering, D- don't even worry about it. You got the division, as we already mentioned. The division which, what? And this is. It's funny how this is the a division highlight. Division what? The division two. What? But the highlight is the fact that. They're releasing this and claiming that their DLC is free, guys. Don't worry about it. DLC is free. Fucking DLC should be free. It's bullshit. I don't understand. Yeah. It, like, it should be added content to your game. Uh, this is my opinion on it. Uh, you got For Honor, and in case you haven't ever heard of For Honor, it's actually an awesome combat game. But they're releasing a new faction and a new game mode. You got Just Dance for anybody who actually cares about Just Dance, which is fine. It's whatever. There's a game we don't judge. that is... Harshly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, we, we definitely judge, but 
maybe not harshly. Um, new game called Starlink Battle for Atlas, which is a space dog fighting game. Highlight of this, it includes motherfucking Star Fox. Hell yeah. Curious so if see. you're a fan N64, baby, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring, bring it back. back. Um, we got Transference, which is a super creepy game made for VR specifically. Granted, it's coming out on consoles, but... It involves, which is the most interesting part about this game, and the reason why it should be noted, is that it involves both both real, live people in the gameplay and also just digital animations. So that's fucking crazy. And then finally, it'd be Trials Racing, which is just a platform racing game. Uh, You wanted an original IP. Ubisoft delivered in one way. Pirates. It's called Skull and Bones. Yeah, but they announced that shit last year. I remember watching last year's E3 and watching Skull and Bones and Sea of Thieves both be announced and being like, yo. Right. And those look so different. And now Sea of Thieves is out. They got more stuff. And now we got more trailers a year later. Did they announce the release date? But. No, no, no. No release date or anything like that. But it's just the grittier version of Sea of Thieves that hopefully is going to be better. So you you hope that Ubisoft gets this right. Ubisoft. You usually make pretty wonderful games, so announce a new uh, original title. Enough of sucking the blood dry out of Assassin's Creed. Let the goddamn franchise breathe and create something new. I know it's a money cow. I know it's a little upsetting that you didn't necessarily get to make the jump to film franchises and plushy toys and lunchboxes, but you are all lunchboxes. You're a video game. So, enough of the goddamn <laughs> Assassin's Creed. It was... Alright, all right. let's get to the guys that actually oh, let's, uh, let's, do the, the plushy toys. I guess this is, this is the, the, the banger of E3, which everyone knew was coming, but it laid it down. But before we do that, uh, let's just do a quick... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get a sound because there's no sound for a switch so you are all going to get the Hadouken I, don't I was know going to do the whoop. coin we're going to run that coins. back because I think I did it too low and now you get that twice in a row and that was a Zelda discovery noise so uh, oh, Nintendo okay and before we jump into that toot 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 last week we basically confirmed that Fortnite was going to be being released on the Switch in Rumor Mill. And lo and behold, the curve there, we happen to be ahead of it. As per the huge... Anyway, take it away, Lilo, because after complimenting myself, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I am am tired. tired. I have a nap. Uh, Finish the... Hurry up. Hurry up. It should have been... It should have been the jewel, and it should have been the crown jewel of everything because Nintendo was actually doing the presentation on a day that you'd expect them to be doing it because this is when actual E3 is going on, but it was okay. It wasn't great, though there are things that we were surprised about and things that we expected to come out through. So, like Solo just said, Fortnite is now available on Switch, and you can download it right now. If you have a Switch, go check it out. It's free in the game store. Buy it. Get it. Whatever you want to do. Nintendo has announced they're releasing Fire Emblem... Three Houses, which is going to be a new game coming out for the Nintendo Switch. That's cool. Yes, yeah, first also console Damon version X of Machina. the series, so that'll or the first there, on one yeah. of the more recent ones. So that that has people hyped. Uh, but continue. That's true. Continue. Uh, Damon X Mahina, which I don't have too many details about, but I know is a big Japanese title. It's coming out on the Nintendo Switch, so look for that in America. 
bigger things that most people will know is that Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee are coming out for the Switch. No news there. They just released a new, another trailer for the actual game. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is a game that I touted, highly touted in our earlier episodes, and I am currently still playing. It is long. It is an awesome JRPG, which is Japanese RPG, but uh, they're coming out with an expansion for it. So look out for that. Now we get to the biggest things for the Nintendo conference that we knew was coming out. First and foremost, one of the things that I wanted to be announced was announced, and the gameplay looks fucking incredible. Super Mario Party, baby. Oh, motherfucking yeah. So, Super Mario Party is officially going to be released on October 5th. That game is coming out, and if you watch the gameplay videos, I was talking to Solo a little bit about it before we were recording. Dude, the things you can do are so intuitive and incredible. You have the new remotes. Obviously, they have gyroscopes inside them, so you can use them to do certain things. They're just getting more creative. What you can do, which is really cool, is that you can combine Switch screens, okay? I can put my Switch screen down on a table, and you just lay it down flat. Someone else could put their Switch, we could link up the game, and we could change the configuration of the game board with our own Nintendo consoles and the orientation in which we put them. I think that's so smart, so incredible. Don't know what technology they're using or how they're doing it, but it's going to be cool. Check that out October 5th. I already pre-ordered it. It's coming in. I'm getting it. It's going to be a party game, drinking game, whatever you want. Yeah. And finally, it, it cool no new surprise. Uh, utilizing oh, yep. the... Um, Switch those capabilities, man. Yeah, they're yeah. using all the technology to the best that they can, which is so sweet. And we, we aren't surprised by this, but they just had no news about it. doing it, uh, I guess, would be yep. the... Dude, we called it. Yeah. We, I mean, ahead of the curve, we called this, like, literally several months back it was saying it was no surprise this is what they're gonna do finally it seems like this has been it's like a meme already i think on the internet but fucking nintendo all those games i mentioned before were announced in like the first 10 minutes and the last 35 minutes of the fucking press conference was smash 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 everything was about nintendo smash everything and the long short of it is nintendo is creating new smash for switch and they're including every single character that they ever had before, including a few new ones. But that's about it. And you know what? As a fan, that's all I really need. That's that's what I'm saying. That's all I really need. However, a lot of people on the internet, there's a lot of outcry, a large outcry. Be like, hey, I'm a little let down. Um, it's not everything that I wanted to be. Everyone knew it was going to come out. It was a matter of time. I guess we might have expected more in terms of levels or maybe new characters. But it's really just every single smash rolled in together into one obviously sharper mechanics obviously sharper execution and more technical power so maybe more details but it is what it is i'm excited i'm happy uh what do you think you you uh, gonna, you I, gonna I, play I, with I, us for smash or yeah, yeah well well i i'm excited i, I i'm a little I don't want to say upset. I think the big issue I had was that it feels a bit like this version of Smash Ultimate is just sort of a a, a collect a greatest hits is a good way to put yeah. it, which is they're yeah, not yeah, necessarily yeah. adding anything, they're not improving anything, they're not reconfiguring, redefining. Yeah, whatever the words or catchphrases you would want to throw in there as it relates to how the game plays and develops, I guess there's the argument to be had that this is sort of to a degree of a remake of Smash just on the 
a new on a console? new console, which is they took all of the, usually a game will take like one of them and remake them, and they're like, okay, let's just take all of the characters because they're all interchangeable and put them all together here and give you all of the maps from all of the games, which they basically rebuilt the game they had built from scratch just to include everything, and it's not. And so that they're gonna make money. They're gonna though. make money. They're gonna they're make gonna money. They're gonna make money, and you know, I guess the big thing would be that they make money. I, do people want that? I, that's the question. Which is, I could be wrong to be I, like, if they had come out with, I think so, man. Th- that's it. Which I, is well, what, what I was gonna say is, I, I think so because what Nintendo is trying to do and what we didn't really talk about was that Nintendo is hosting, currently hosting right now, a Smash tournament like of their new game at E3, right? And they understand that Smash when we cover this a couple weeks back, but Smash as a whole never really progressed after Melee. The competitive scene stagnated at Melee because they thought Melee was the more technically challenging game and the game that had like a, a le- harder learning curve to get better at. And so after that, um Nintendo really took this as a challenge for the Nintendo Switch to create a new Smash game that could be the the hub of the new competitive scene that everyone could use as the new standard. And yeah, to do you me, know, that's do you know what they did to a degree? The thing. They did what Counter Strike did, which you you had you had Counter Strike CS:GO, Source, and One Point Six, and they're like, oh, you yeah, have right. two disparate scenes. Whoosh! This is your new game. Now this is it, and. And it's huge. It is huge, it's though. Huge. If oh, you think I, about it, it that's, streamlines the process, you know. So, so that's a smart money-making decision, especially if they want Nintendo IPs to be in competition. If they want them to be moving on, but like, you know, uh, I I think it's a cool move. I'm super excited. Look for that later this year. It's going to be coming out in November. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be. It oh, wait, it's cool. November, or December. I, I think it'll Shit. be worth it. Uh, and. You know, it'll you be, don't even have a Switch, but don't worry. I'll get a Switch we'll because Nintendo is going to hook us up with this. I'm not very worried. confidence. But now uh, on to a little bit of that. Final motherfucking lap. Cheat, cheat, cheat. Here we go. Mario, Mario. But uh, we are <laughs> going to follow up on a couple of the questions that we had uh, sort of uh, introduced last week. Uh, the first, uh, I guess without further ado, just to keep this simple, uh, was one mm-hmm. game per console that we were excited to see. For PlayStation, for Sony, it was obviously, for me, it was Ghost of Tsushima. Uh it right. looks incredible. I don't know, which we actually didn't touch too much on in the Sony portion uh, or the PlayStation right. portion, but uh, it was the first we were sort talk of, about it here. Yeah, it was the first sort of major reveal of gameplay. Looks fucking beautiful. Dude, it looks so beautiful. It's not even like, close. Not even close. Holy so shit. It's like, it looks like a... The level of detail is insane. Insane. Like, insane. And it's like, I, I, I don't know if any of you listeners were fans of the anime Rurouni Kenshin, but there's, or Samurai X, there's just something about this time period in Samurai lore that's just so amenable to being made into this beautiful artwork of a fucking game. And the right. realism, it looks wild. If you have not seen Ghost of Tsushima, please go look it up. It's going to be a day one buy for me. I think that it now it officially sort of become, uh, I don't know. It, it was amazing to see. It was the first review of gameplay, and it lived up to it. 
It's uh, dude. I I'm with you. We're in more you. Ninja and Samurai I, games. Shout out to Tenchu and Shinobi. Right. Well, we we're just like talking about that. I was saying from software, the Dark Souls creators are also making the, uh, the Samurai game, and it's just like Ghost of Tsushima to me takes the cake in this sense because it's just so polished and clean, but. Uh, you are you're getting into that genre and you're talking about you're wondering why samurais in terms of like why are they so artistically beautiful well it's because of the original samurai movies and that's where they took the inspiration from apparently but it's just artistic backgrounds and the Japanese essentially heritage culture Japanese lore all that has very it looks amazing it's very detailed beautiful yeah exactly it's um, all beautiful and artistic and amazing masterfully crafted let's go with Perfectly that masterfully put, crafted uh, so. and for you Lilo your game was Spider-Man and I mean we already talked enough about that shit but Spider-Man up to the hype you're gonna buy it seller. I'm gonna buy it we're gonna buy but it but you still and can't pre-order it on Amazon shit 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 <laughs> don't worry about that shit uh yeah I mean I don't have much to say other than fucking yeah. watch the trailers. Now, I watched Ninten- every game Nintendo, where were we for Nintendo? We had wanted Pokemon uh, Switch reveal in any form or substance because Smash was an inevitable, uh, but right. that was a little bit disappointing, um, I guess, to a degree. Dude, I said Mario Party. You said so Mario Party, so you, so you got what you wanted. I did not get what yeah, I exactly. wanted. Yeah, exactly. I did get what I wanted. That worked but out. What can you do? Uh, what about your Xbox? Uh, I think I, I want to say Halo 6, but I could technically go back and it might have been Splinter Cell but if it was Halo 6 I was hoping to see gameplay that's what I thought they would do I think that's what everyone wanted and the cinematic trailer was disappointing Uh, what can you do uh, for I you, gotcha. it was Microsoft. Anthem. It was Kingdom. It was it was Kingdom oh, Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Uh, no, no, it was Kingdom Hearts for like Xbox in general. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like I wanted Kingdom Hearts, but then I was fucking let down. Yes, they showed a new trailer, but that shit didn't do anything for me. Yeah. You know, it wasn't crazy. It was it was right for PC though. In terms of what PC you're saying, was yes, Anthem. For you, Anthem. Anthem. Because of the graphics, because of how beautiful it could be, and I was saying last week, I'm playing. I'm playing Mass Effect Andromeda, which is made by Bioware, the same guys who are making Anthem. What I'm doing is I'm running around, and they have jetpacks, and the gameplay is so smooth, and I'm playing on a 2K monitor at 144 hertz, and it's just so incredibly buttery and nice. That same experience with Anthem and how just looking at the gameplay and what people are saying from the demo itself and how smooth it feels, yes, I'm fucking excited for Anthem and just looking forward to... Honestly, probably a day one buy. I'll be honest. I don't like doing that shit, especially with EA, but I would buy this day one because it looks so enticing. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to amend my initial no PC uh, game to look forward to instead I'm going to say uh, this is a game we had actually covered in a story uh, um, maybe months ago in January but uh, Two Points Hospital which is a spiritual successor to a very famous 90s 2000s computer game Theme Hospital is going to be coming out it's sort of one <laughs> of those uh, well, sim games bro. where you run a sort of, uh, comedic oh, hospital basically so uh, it looks pretty awesome yeah where you mummies come yeah, yeah. I mean, look at look at the January episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we 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 covered the uh, the game, and uh, it, it's interesting mm-hmm. because it has the comedy of uh, like an an Aardvark studio. If you're familiar with Wallace and Gromit, and like that sort of dry British humor, 
is sort of prime to me in a video game of that nature and especially in a hospital setting and so it looks pretty awesome i've just filed a reason right, to be excited right. and biggest so, disappointment do we uh, even need to cover this shit? and so i saw it i knew about it anyway but i just liked it more when i saw it i was biggest like disappointment hmm, i like this i could sense. do this it was but just square whatever Enix, right whatever whatever now now on to uh even their presentation, like the style of presentation, was just so uh, lackluster Square and Enix, it was uh, like they didn't one show thing anything. after they didn't another. Do anything. It was boring. They didn't release anything. Yeah, it just just doesn't make sense. And why the fuck are you releasing the Kingdom Hearts uh, release date at one thirty in the morning Eastern Time? Like, who, who thought that was a good idea? Like, that's a big thing that people are I was going to really say, Microsoft for. did could've. release the, the date, that, so I understand that, but maybe they're just following up. There's a dumb idea follow up. Game, so but you should have held on to so, that trailer uh, and not get it to Microsoft. Fucking biggest disappointment, for sure. All right. What was. Yeah. What was the last one but again? Whatever. Swear on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, got. But now. Lastly, we have how afraid should Microsoft be a failure? I had said I very. Think, right, now right. You, you the got question, your and so I guess this Lilo wasn't as Lilo. You say first. What did you think of Microsoft? You think I think their YouTube presentation is the best of, of the whole group. That's for sure. I don't. I think actually that's corroborated by numbers. If you go on destructoid.com, they did a survey of people's favorite uh, presentations per company and. Um, or rather Microsoft won by a large margin the next best was Bethesda because people were so hyped <laughs> get the fuck out of here I was gonna say you just proved my point you son of a bitch it's a natural progression of things it makes sense anyway not at all uh, I do think in my opinion that Microsoft <laughs> did the best they had the most reveals they had the biggest impact the crowd was definitely the most hyped oh, if you were listening to it and you're a person who's influenced by the crowd and how excited people are getting presentation like you could tell they spent a fuck ton of money putting all of their effort into trying to make an impact and they did they had the most impact now the question is and I guess what Solo is trying to answer is whether or not it was enough. And is this enough to win back the fan base? In my opinion, yes. I think they've done enough and showed the the people in the world, the people who like games like myself, that they are invested in the future of gaming. They've already essentially confirmed that they are working on their next console, which means consoles are not going away, even though I'm sure it'll be more of a central-based cloud hub. You'll have your own server, just like your own uh, Xboxes now. But then they have five new studios that are going to be making new titles just for them on the Xbox. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. They have all these other things coming out, and just I think they did the best job. Solo, what do you think? Uh, I think uh, what you sort of ended with, I, 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 I'm at pains to disagree with, which they did show a commitment to gaming and to the future of gaming. But, you know, with the acquisitions, because what the acquisition showed me was wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. that, hey, we have something for you right now. Get excited. It's that we have something that you could potentially get excited about if we do it the right way. And that's asking a lot more for 
to win over the good graces of people and there's a few things they could have done like they could have announced like what for, firstly my biggest i'm gonna i'm gonna listicle the reasons i had a qualm with it and maybe all will agree maybe all won't but hear me out hear me out one uh probably some of the most hyped up games that people were uh, excited about with regards to the microsoft e3 aren't microsoft exclusive so uh jump force and cyberpunk in particular were two of the games people were like whoa that's crazy not exclusive crackdown 3 got pushed back like a year anyway so even that gameplay etc is sort of a, a red herring because it's not really coming out in the near future. And so in terms of what they have exclusively, you have, okay, I have another Gears of War. You already have a Gears of War fan base. You're not going to Reasonable. really necessarily blow that up and get a whole bunch of new people when you're getting into the fifth game of a franchise. So that is in. in and of itself yeah, limited in, in terms now. of the excitement because I loved the games that, you know, I love the Gears games, but I'm not going to, I'm not buying Gears of War the day it comes out. That's a, that's an honest fact. And so then it comes to Halo 6. So if you had showed me gameplay, a release date, anything more than a cinematic like tease, I would have been like, okay, you're 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 serious about this, but with nothing in the realm of actual concrete tangible proof of the game's existence its functionality whatever the case is there's no way of telling like i'll be honest you know what i get the feeling of i get the feeling of fan service i get the feeling that we're gonna see halo ultimate the same way smash brothers was like let's get all the things everyone loves and throw it in there they're going to be like hey you remember everything about every single game boom threw it together here's your new halo game and i'll be like oh okay i guess people want that and you know it it's again it's like we were saying too no new ips were announced not one single new franchise like, you know, <laughs> they got people buying the that? games no like it was fives it. and sixes oh, and man. fours and how long can you apparently fucking infinite is the goal of these uh sequels to to um i guess the, the the complaint goes a little further into yeah I think Game Pass addressed some mm-hmm. of its nagging questions with, hey, we're going to start filtering in third-party studios and their games a year after they're released. And I think that will give them a little bit of boost. But I think Game Pass has a lot of reworking to do for it to become as viable as people want it because it's a very thin, very thin actual marketplace if you go through it. Three... Uh, I guess, again, it is relation to what we were just saying, which is like, it's like, hey, potentially based on what we can do with these acquisitions, we're going to show you something crazy. So, you know, Anthem is probably Microsoft's biggest game coming out in the next year or two. And that's just not even an ex- you know exclusive to them. And that hurts them because there's not a game like Ghost of Tsushima or Spider-Man, anything that they could be like, see what we got? Like, you had to, right. your bet, one of your biggest showings was a game that Sony is known for. Like, Kingdom Hearts isn't a game that pops into an Xbox fan's <laughs> mind. Like, so there's a, a lackluster there. For where the fuck was Splinter Cell? So that's towards Microsoft and Ubisoft, which is the little things that they could do that would get people hyped. Like, go 
Microsoft, take all your fucking executives, gather them on a plane, take a fucking retreat to Nintendo's HQ, and go look at what the fuck they're doing, because they apparently know how to do that shit. When they say, hey, for a long time, we didn't, when we released the Wii U, we gave a double barrel middle finger to our fans, and then we walked it back and said, oh shit, we're going to do this right, and we're going to communicate it, and so and so, and they learned from it. Now, they're probably going to get cocky again, and you'll see a bit more of the same Nintendo with regards to Pokemon Switch, but regardless, uh, with regards to Halo, it was just lackluster. There wasn't anything that was actually announced or coming out physically in the next 6 to 12 months that would make yeah. me be like, like what you did with when you saw Spider-Man, you had to think to yourself, shit, I don't have a PS4. And by the time that comes out, I need a PS4 because I need to play that within a certain amount of time. of it. So not a single thing did that for you for, for Microsoft. That's a that's a shift. If I for me, right. I saw it. I was like, I need a switch because I need to play Smash or I need to play Mario Party with my friends. I got gotcha. you. No, there's I, two games on two valid, consoles that would have made me want to go and buy the console. Microsoft gave me something I could already play on the PS4. I have. So again, again, so. I'm going to rate the overall E3, I guess, that we're going to wrap that up with, like a B, because there wasn't anything that came out of left field that blew people's minds. It was everything was expected. Everything was leak. Number one, yeah. to the question that Leo and I had discussed before we even got here, what's the point of making it Tuesday through Thursday if we knew everything by Tuesday? And so it was a pre-E3. The pre-E3 basically released everything that the E3 right. was about. I don't know. I'd say a B because I'm excited for some of the games. So I guess B plus might be a more honest answer if I really sort of chime. B plus. B plus is a, a, a more accurate I answer. Gotcha. Yeah. It needed a game or two <laughs> hey, or three I of mean, actual gameplay to get to uh, an A, and it wasn't there. Have I'm still excited for the year good in ideas. game. So get I me think, wrong, but I guess for me being been more, more optimistic of the two of us. What Microsoft did for me was made me optimistic again about the future. And yes, nothing is tangible now, but as a gamer, you have to be patient because these things take time. This kind of rolls into what we're going to actually talk about next week. But yeah, like you're saying, I honestly would have said a B plus. <laughs> hey, uh, we know more about games because of this special book we read. If which you we'll buy get hope, in a second. I have an but, island yeah, you overall, might be interested for. for overall roll up, I'd say letter grade <laughs> B plus as well. I think I like what Microsoft did. I like some of these games. I'm incredibly excited for, yes, and just yes, having yes, the gameplay yes. reveals choo, is choo, great. Choo. The pre three. <laughs> gave us everything so sorry if we spoiled anything for you or you were expecting something different in e3 e3 you're just gonna get more gameplay you get more interviews and more panel talks but it's not gonna be a presentation per se all that news came out so just check out the websites listen to the show um finally what i was talking about with solo is like we have a better insight into e3 in general because of a book that we read and this is going to start our inaugural book review section or rather segment of the show Yep, and it's... <laughs> it's, a, it's at the P-O-D library. Book, Let's go with that. It's going to be at the P-O-D. library. It's going to be all cigars, leather chairs, fucking mahogany mm-hmm. wood, fucking... Get out of here. Robes. Robes and fucking game? wizard hats uh, and cereal yeah, and what's... milk. Milk and cereal. Milk and cereal. But anyway, realistically... Uh, continue Lilo uh the book is I guess I'll announce it it's going to be 
uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier. He's a writer and editor over at Kotaku. Uh, The book's really cool. It goes over uh, the development cycles of, uh, I believe, 10 games and just goes into the stories of it and the way some of these studios are run and these games Mm -hmm. that we love are made. And it's always interesting to see how the sausage is made really at the end of the day when you look at the practices yep, uh, yep. from some of these so from some of these cases but uh, we're going to discuss that then Chaboy is going to get interviewed which is almost nothing and it, and and, and we'll follow up with anything that we did not touch on for E3 uh, and uh, we're yeah, that, and that's about it that should that should be some total of that uh, this was the PLG3 episode a a and we hope you enjoyed it we tried a few new things and <laughs> expect that to be the new thing Hell yeah it's the best goddamn we'll game see you pod- next week baby thank you for listening in the gaming uh, industry hope you enjoyed E3 as much as we did Signing let us know how you feel on any of our various websites we'll see that you, can you next us. week honestly just hit us Enjoy. up on Twitter and uh, we'll get back to you we'll let you know our thoughts talk to you next week Cheer, cheer, cheer. Happy Black Games.